Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. I'm Lisa here with Frank and very grateful that you're here with us too. We just appreciate you joining us for this conversation about exploring awareness. And maybe this is your first time or maybe you've been following along with us. But Frank, I'm thinking maybe you should just tell us briefly again, what what does exploring awareness mean? What are we doing? Yes, welcome to Exploring Awareness. And in our podcast, we use mindfulness techniques and we use those techniques to explore what it means to be mindful or like, how are we mindful? What is it to be mindful? And we were using the word aware. So we're using the word awareness as a part of a perspective on life that allows us to be mindful. So we learn mindfulness techniques to explore awareness. And this is episode number 41. And so we've been talking about awareness for like 40 plus hours. So I would say I'm amazed that there's that much to explore about awareness, but there certainly is. And, you know, we're on this journey together. If you start back at episode one, you can see the the journey we've been on together, exploring awareness and how interesting and useful it can be and how exploring awareness is something that goes beyond actual explaining awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of a personal exploration. And so our conversations in the podcast and our guided meditations, you know, are pointers to help people kind of wake up and realize there is this perspective of awareness that allows us to see how we think and see how we act. And from that perspective, you know, we can see, is that really how we want to be? Or by connecting to that deeper place, could we be informed in a different way? Informed from awareness and its kind of effects and move around in the world easier and more peaceful, more loving and more generous and compassionate. And I have been part of these 40 hours of conversation and that was a great description. It was a little different. I mean, not a lot different, but just a different way to put it, a different perspective. So thank you. Yeah. Well, we've been exploring so long. Yeah. Right? The conversations well, evolved, you know, right. the, the, the questions have evolved, the discussion has evolved and it is a real exploration and it's been so interesting. So I hope if this is your first time listening, you can go back and listen to the first few episodes and see how things change as we've gone along. And there's so many different things and concepts and feelings to explore. And I thought for this one, we would explore the awareness of healing. I love healing. It's like such, it's like a miracle. It's like you can heal. It's possible. And, and the fact that that can happen and I want to explore how it happens or what it means or how do we get there. But I recently cut my finger and it was bad. And Frank being a doctor, he was kind enough to let me send him my bloody picture. <laughs> I'm like, can I send you a picture? And you're like, sure. And I'm like, okay. You're like, looks like a healing to me. And it has, if you look, it was bad. And if you look at it now, it's like, you can't even tell what had happened and it healed. And that's just my finger. I mean, think about all the different parts of ourselves and our hearts and our minds and our souls and our lives that need healing and it's and it's there and it's possible and so tell us frank how do we explore the awareness of healing well i looked up the definition of healing Uh on google and found a couple of definitions that make sense to me it says healing is the process of making or becoming sound or healthy Mm. again. And then the other one says healing is the process of the restoration of health 
from an unbalanced, diseased, damaged, or unvitalized organism. <laughs> and as a physician, uh, you know, we often say our physicians also healers and nurses as well. And in this Wikipedia definition, it said nurses are, are more concerned with matters of healing, whereas historically, the profession of medicine has been concerned with curing. Hmm. So I think it's an interesting distinction between healing and curing. Curing being, you know, like eliminating a disease with an antibiotic or curing a problem with surgery so that the problem no longer is there. But, but I like healing. And I like when the definition includes the word um, restoration hmm. or a return. And so when we've talking when we've been talking about exploring awareness, we're talking about we've we've used the term returning home, you know, or or returning back to the core or kind of restoring wholeness. And so I like this word healing, healing self, healing others about this idea of returning to some type of wholeness. And so in a way, you may not be cured of your disease, but you could still be healed, right? And um, I mentioned to you before this wonderful book by a physician named Rachel Naomi Remen. And uh, she wrote the book Kitchen Table Wisdom. And she's had medical issues before, but she's written about this idea that even though she wasn't cured, she was still healed. Mm. And I find that very interesting relating to the same process that we've been talking about when you explore awareness and return home and become whole. It's kind of like, just like your finger, it's kind of a process that happens, right? And you become whole again. Does that make sense? Well, and you mentioned unbalanced, and I'm all about like being balanced. Part of the reason I like mindfulness or do this podcast or have the interviews about well-being as to be balanced. I think that is such a key word, you know, like you're, you're balanced. You're not too far in one direction. And so healing can help balance you. But I was also thinking like, we're talking about, this is about being aware. Can you be aware of healing? I mean, I think healing to me is the active, I never compared it to be, being cured before. So I'm, I'm still contemplating that, how healing and curing are similar. But I feel like healing, like the healing force, do you, it's not something you really watch or how do you be aware of healing? Well, you know, when your finger was healing, you were aware that it was healing, right? Uh -huh. The skin was coming together, the scab was was coming off, or whatever. And there, there is that that sense of healing that you can see, right, in that organic process. But just like exploring awareness, using mindfulness techniques, becoming aware of your thoughts, and transforming those things with awareness. The healing kind of happens naturally, and and sometimes you may not know it until after it's happened, right? Like you may have a, a very present moment experience, say with a physician or with a friend. Have you ever had this experience? You know, you're all out of your head thinking and whining and, and mm. uh, complaining, and someone is just listening to you very, very intently. And it's like something happens. There's kind of a, a being heard and being with someone who's really present. You might interpret that later as a healing experience. It's like that really was a healing experience. And so it's more like a happening spontaneously. And there may be some awareness of that, but it may be be afterwards too that you kind of integrate it and say wow that i really feel better somehow that 
healed me, even though I still may have the problem, you know, I've returned to this sense of being, this sense of presence. And it's, you know, being aware of the, of what needs to be healed, let's say, leads to healing, right? So healing is like an action. Right. It's happening. Someone put it to me recently that the healing force, which is in everything, is always wanting to operate. Right, right, exactly. It's like, um, it's like um, the joy is always there, yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. That's the thing we've said in the podcast quite a bit. Something is always there, right? And we just tend to cover it up. I think your body and mind. You know, there is a, always a move toward wholeness, you know, a restoration of balance. And that's kind of the natural state, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And when we get pulled out of the natural state, whether it be a physical ailment or, or kind of mental, uh, not, a, not a mental ailment necessarily, but, you know, mental distractions and uh, attachments and you know, habitual actions and things like that, that, that does take us out of balance. And when we use our exploring awareness techniques, we see those things happening. We return to this being and then the healing is kind of, kind of spontaneous along with that. So, so it is almost the same, isn't it? Kind of being and healing similar what do you think about this the healing force is the most essential force were you ever aware of that thought before the healing force is the most essential force yep well i'm not sure i would rank anything like that to be honest hmm. well what if you're looking for healing i think we're all looking for healing whether it's from Trauma seems like trauma is the big thing people talk about a lot now. Healing from trauma, or healing from a bad childhood, or healing from a bad relationship. I think everyone, at some point, maybe more often than you might imagine, is looking for, or needing, or wanting healing. So to know that there's this healing force available to everyone, I think, brings healing and hope. Right. I think you're right, but I don't know if everyone knows how to get that. Right. So you know how much I love Burning Man, right? Yeah. We talk about that quite a bit, not for the aspects most people think about, but some right. of the deeper aspects of Burning Man. And there are healing tents and healing camps at Burning Man. I'm part of one. And it's so interesting that, uh, you know, in that environment, if you don't know, Burning Man is this big, large festival in the desert way out in Nevada. And people come there with a lot, a lot going on come with groups, you know, with their friends or their own personal quests. And this camp that I'm involved with is called a healing oasis. And so people show up there with problems and they, and they, like you said, they're seeking some healing and the people in my camp do massage work and energy work and meditation. You know, that's what I do, acupuncture and things like that. I believe that when a person becomes aware that there's a problem, that is the first step in healing to become aware that there's actually something wrong. Now, I think you and I have both met people <laughs> who don't know there's something wrong and right. continue with yes. their habitual energies or their bad habits or their, you know, whatever you might notice seems like suffering and again it's hard to tell but there are plenty of people who will tell you they didn't know they were having a problem mm. and then when they became aware of it first to recognize it so so there there is that step that i think is actually a part of healing i thought that's i think that's probably why placebos work because if you're taking a placebo you recognize there's a problem and you want to you want to solve you want it to be solved and so you do something so back to burning man so we have this healing oasis and people are in a very stressful environment and they come to our camp looking for healing and then they they meet a 
quote unquote healer. And uh, I've always said that people are actually healing themselves. And if you're with someone, you know, they're, they're kind of that guide to guide you to a place where then your own body heals itself, right? Your body is constantly wanting to heal itself. And sometimes if you're mm. just pulled out, you're lost. And so recognizing that there's a problem and then returning to wholeness might be helped by someone else. But I really believe, though, that your own practice of meditation can help heal a problem, number one. And number two, you know, that sense that you develop by repetitive meditation is constantly healing, you know, and the hmm. tendency to get out of balance will be lessened. So are you saying you can't heal if you aren't aware that you need healing? Yeah, I am suggesting that. I yeah. am suggesting that. Perfect. And it's like, uh, yeah, awareness, again, tying it in. You So you first of all, you need to be aware that you need healing. And then I heard uh, meditation is a way to heal. And I, I heard something the other day, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. But they said that like, if you getting in the habit of meditating is like a he, part of the healing force. We're saying meditation is a healing force. Meditation can be used to heal. Well, you know, our last podcast episode number 40 was was about meditation the essence of meditation is being right and i would say that being is kind of a state of wholeness and so if we're we're taking on this activity of meditation or living with a perspective of awareness then that being part of us, you know, is going to be more predominant than the doing and the thinking and the habitual energy and habits and um, uh, reactions, right? So when we do this exploring awareness, cultivate our being and let that be the predominant driver for our lives, then then the healing is happening spontaneously, kind of just like your finger healed spontaneously. Mm-hmm. Plus, I like the the equation of healing and wholeness. I never yeah. really put those together before, but you're right. Healing brings wholeness and balance. Those are the things that I'm personally always striving for and trying to share and and go down the path towards and maybe take some people with me. But being balanced and healing and healing leads to wholeness. And that's what it's all about really. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so I'm part of a a course here at the university of Michigan called the healers art course. Mm. And it was actually developed by Rachel Naomi Rimmon who wrote kitchen table wisdom. And uh, this is a course for medical students who are interested in healing and in the art of healing. And I love that title, The Healer's Art. And I'm actually going to speak to them about mindfulness tomorrow night. And, um, you know, what you just said reminds me of, of curing. And, you know, I'm an obstetrician gynecologist. And I see people with diseases, right? Mm. And I cure them of the diseases with antibiotics you know, surgeries or other treatments. Curing is a pretty narrow thing. And, you know, some curing from physicians requires really advanced technology. And so some of us are just super, super advanced and technological, and we're really good at fixing or curing. We always can't cure things, but, you know, we can fix a lot of things. But is it is it healing? You know, is it a healing, healing experience? And I know a lot of young people go to medical school wanting to be healers and they get into the uh, medical system and it's very technical and very uh, based on, on curing and people can miss out on this art 
of healing. And so I'm really looking forward to talking to the medical students. And we're going to talk about meditation techniques and awareness and presence. And so that, so that when someone comes to us with a problem, there can be a cure and a potential healing. And you know, one thing I've noticed that when I'm really present with a patient and they're really present with me, we kind of heal each other. Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time, it's a, it's a really wonderful thing when someone is looking for something beyond a cure and there's some interaction there and it's often not verbal. There's a, there's a mutual kind of return to wholeness. And so we're both healed a little bit. See, and as a physician, I, I commend you for even being open to that. You know, I think a lot of doctors are like, I don't want to think that it's all about them and what they can do. And for, for you to be open that maybe you could get something from a patient and that you're healing each other is, is amazing. Yeah, so. that's what I want to talk to, to the medical students about because there is that opportunity there for both to happen. And I do believe that if physicians, you know, had a perspective, it just it takes a little shift, not a lot. Yeah. It's not giving up anything. But for me, that really prevents burnout too. It's not, uh, you know, physicians have a lot of burnout because there's so many demands upon them. And for all of us, it's a struggle to be present. Um, I think physicians have an especially big struggle because just the number of of demands on their time being present takes more practice. (laughs) But no matter what you've got going on, and even if you're not a physician, you've got a lot going on, the present moment is still the present moment, right? And the present moment can be um, a still or it can be clouded over by past, present, future. So your choice, your choice. But the how is always the kicker because it's like, well, be present, heal. (laughs) But how is the question? Easy to say, harder to do. And as you know, in this podcast, I really like to focus on the how. And the how is going to be using the words that we're talking about, guiding to your own experience of wholeness. And so the how is going to be doing these mindfulness techniques and integrating them into, you know, your nature and your yoga and your work so that that sense of being is more often your base of operation. So I was in a situation, a semi-medical situation not too long ago, and I found myself, I don't want to say demanding, but really trying to get the person I was talking to to be in the present moment with me, to just see me. Don't lump me in with other people in the same situation, but see me and be present with me. And and I later felt kind of obnoxious for for I wasn't demanding it, but for re- seriously, sincerely requesting it. But now, what I hear what you you're saying, I feel like I was kind of on the right path pursuing that in that. Yeah, way. right, 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 exactly. Hmm. Well, there's a interesting hmm. medical article that people could look up. It's not too full of jargon. But it's called Mindfulness and Patient Safety. Ah. And so it's not quite what you're talking about. You're talking about kind of mindfulness and patient satisfaction. But but Mindfulness and Patient Safety uh, talks about something called a cognitive bias to respond. Ah, mm mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be just in medicine either, but you know, if you if you see a see something, and you say, "Oh yeah, that's a zebra," right? And it may look like a zebra at first, but if you look a lot closer, you know, it might be one of those other animals with stripes. And so, when you're with a patient, you know, hear a list of symptoms, you know, you just instantly have a bias to put 
them in a category and respond based on that category. Exactly. And so in this article, they talk about mindfulness or actually it's the awareness of your cognitive bias to respond, right? So, so do you know how your mind is working? Now, the you that knows your mind is working, it's, it's a very interesting sentence, isn't it? Like, you know your mind is working. Are there two of you? Hmm. There aren't two of you, but there's the awareness, which is actually who you are, is aware that your mind is functioning in the way that it was trained. So, so the part of you that knows that, right, that's the awareness part. That's the part I'm trying to help people connect to. So knowing that you know, right, knowing that you have a bias puts you in one step back from all of your thoughts into the awareness place so that you can see how your mind is working so that you don't miss things. So that I'm you don't feverishly taking notes. <laughs> I'm, I am not kidding. I'm like, okay, have a bias, be aware. No, because this is amazing. This is, this is and do you teach this to other doctors? Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I can't teach it to every doctor, but, but, but do you see, yeah, and I for see. listeners, you see how it's very subtle. It's it's a subtle thing, and you know it's easy to to say awareness, I'm aware, but I'm talking about deep awareness. I'm talking about realization of awareness. You know, realization that there's a part of you, a wisdom part of you, that can see how you're thinking. And so, if you think it, you won't get there because you're thinking. And that's when we practice mindfulness techniques. And um, being mindful of thinking is uh, not as easy as being mindful of the breath. So we always start with being mindful of the breath because the breath is always there and you're breathing. And you can kind of say, oh, that's, I'm aware of the breath. And then I'm aware of the body. And then you can be aware of thoughts and biases and emotions and habits and tendencies, right? So, so it's kind of a little bit of a stepwise process to develop this awareness muscle. And the beautiful thing about it is when you, when you start to identify with awareness, when you start to, you start to be being present with that presence is also a very nice sense of of peace and love and joy and generosity. It's just, it's, it's like a wellspring. It's like a, uh, you know, unending kind of wellspring of, of energy that is, is who you are really. So again, again, is it logical in, in kind of a, a framework? So how we teach that to on the podcast, to doctors, to whoever, again, is a guide to that experience. And once you taste it, once you realize it, then you can see it. It reminds me of our first episode when I talked about sugar, right? And said, <laughs> if you remember that, it, it, you can talk about sugar all you want, mm. but until you taste it, you won't know what sugar is. And then you said, nobody eats sugar. <laughs> I used to eat sugar packets all the time when I was a kid, you know. Seriously? Shonies, you know. Oh, boy. Okay, so this conversation is making me so happy. So thank you for for bringing it all together like this. And like today I was having just nothing was going right this morning. It was just one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And I was like, I had to stop and I thought, just be aware. You know, you know, it's all going to work out. In fact, you co-founded, and I know you have a new name, Ann Arbor Open Meditation, and I logged into Zoom. Open open Mindfulness Meditation. Open Mindfulness Meditation now. And I logged in for the group meditation the other night, and there was a leader, I think his name was Paul. And uh, he's one of our leaders. Yes, he was very interesting. And he said something that I've been thinking about a lot since that he said, he tells himself one of his mantras is, it's not, it's not a big deal, or something along those lines. It's really not a big deal. 
And I thought that is a great way to look at things. And so, and the, so this morning when everything one after the other, after the other went wrong, I just said, just be all right, just be aware, you know, it's all going to work out. So don't get all caught up in it right now and don't get, be, you know, a victim of other people's biases or a victim of other people not caring, just be aware that lots of things are not going your way and it's not that big of a deal because you know and it did and it resolved a couple hours later so instead of suffering through it for for several hours i got through it by being aware wow and how was that experience different because before I would have fret and I would have gotten mad and I would have eaten a cookie. And I, would have, <laughs> I mean, some of us eat sugar out of sugar packets <laughs> and some of us soothe ourselves with the cookies. But so instead of getting all caught up in that, I just said, okay, be aware that things aren't not going your way right now. And be aware that these people, like you said, are maybe not looking at me the way I want them to look at me and it's not getting resolved. And, as I think Paul's, I, I don't want to misquote him, but it was something along the lines like, "Just it's not a big deal. You know, this is no big deal. And it wasn't. It all worked out. Yeah. And well, he says that. So it's probably is that exactly thing? right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found that useful. I, I appreciated hearing that. Well, I don't want to dismiss people's real problems because right. sometimes they are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even if it is a big deal. There's yeah. still ways. There's still ways to, to deal with it, right? And right. to be collected and aware, you can make some decisions for yourself, mm-hmm. right? So that these things don't keep happening. <clears throat> and I think that's really important. And that's again goes back to what I was saying about how you move around in the world, you know. And some people do these practices, right? And they come to some pretty difficult realizations like, oh my gosh, you know, I've been doing this the same way for 20 years. And now I'm kind of in a pickle here because, Hmm. you know, I've done that so that I'm living with the consequences of those kind of habitual things, or I'm living with the consequences of living my life because I've lived it because I thought that's what I was supposed to do as opposed Mm. to what I really wanted to do. If you're a, um, making your life on criminal activity and you're like come, finally realize it's like oh my god what am i going to do now um that's an extreme example but you know it's like it's like there could be some real important realizations that people come to so that their lives or, or at least they they come to some realizations that to live kind of an authentic life they're going to have to make some big changes I I have to jump in here because you said something so huge to me about people people living their lives the way they thought they were supposed to. You know, you're raised in a family and your parents have expectations and your boss, everybody has expectations of you. And if you're a a pleaser like me, then you think you're, you're supposed to do it that way, but you don't have to. You know, if you're aware of it and you know what's going on, you don't have to do it the way you think everyone wants you to do it or they're expecting you to do it. You don't have to. I think awareness brings you freedom. Yeah. I mean, or it could bring you reinforcements like, oh yeah, this is perfect for me. You know, I mean, let's, you know, not, not everything we learn from our parents is not helpful, but it really depends on where you're at. Are you happy or are you looking for, like you said, are you looking for healing? Are you looking for something else? Is something mm-hmm. not satisfying for you? So, you know, that's a, that's a prerequisite. But it can be very true that that some suffering and unhappiness comes from the fact that um, that you're, the life you're living is not your own. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that, that idea of, of living the life that's yours living the life that's yours and how you would come to realize that and people and how like, would you yeah that's right how would you no, that was a real question or, well 
we're, we're back. It seems to, to be happening to me a lot lately. I ask questions and, then, and it gets reflected back on me. And I'm like, well, no, that was a real question. Like, and I have no real answer. I'm like, well, okay. well, we're back to the how, right? Okay. And the how is not going to be an ex. I'm not going to give you a list of what to do. The how is very personal for you. Um, I can help you guide you to this place where then you figure out what you need to do. I mean, I say I guide you. I'm saying let's use mindfulness techniques. Let's connect to something deeper, you know, something that can inform us beyond just what we've learned. What do you feel? What's in your heart? So can I just throw in that we know what's in my heart and we know what I feel, and that is love. And love is a healing force. Yes, absolutely. So that's how I'm going to work it, I hope. Yeah. And and it's and and that's what and you're doing that, right? Mm. It's not easy. And I'm not Mm -mm. saying that you meditate and then everything's going to be wonderful, but meditation is going to put you in the lane that's going to take you where you want to go mm-hmm. right yeah so speak if you're in oh no, it's perfect i love if that you're in the, in the in the in the left lane you might end up in you know the upper peninsula or you know <laughs> and if you're in the right lane you might end up in florida you know i don't know it's like it's like you set the course right for where you're headed so say that again. Meditation puts you in the lane of the direction that you're heading. Well, it's going to put you in the lane toward kind of authenticity, uh-huh. toward living the life that's yours. Hmm. But the thing is, you do have to make a decision, at least be open to the possibility that beyond thoughts, beyond habits, you know, beyond expectations, there's a place that can inform you. And it isn't necessarily going to be in words. It's going to be an experience. And I call that, you know, that one way to call that experience is awareness or being or home or that, that core identifying with it and just seeing what it tells you. And you've used that phrase and that word inform you so many times. And it just hit me like, what does inform you mean? And and I'm trying to think, well, let me say what it means to me because meditation reveals things is, I don't know. I'm assuming that's what you mean when you say inform you. Cause for me, meditation reveals things and it clarifies things and it brings you a different perspective of things. So there's a lot of different things that it can quote unquote inform you of. That's how I look at it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. That. And as you start to identify as awareness and identify as being that perspective is this kind of source of wisdom and, and, and love and peace and joy, right? And so those ideas might then affect your decisions, you know, inform your decisions. So if you're about to take another job, that might inform your decisions. Or if you're about to have another relationship, that might inform your decision. So when I say inform, talking about creating a a new basis for how you move forward. And so that then is a, maybe a shift. Now, you know, it's not, people have already have this and some more completely than others, but you know, you, you, uh, people are making decisions, you know, and they're making good decisions. But this perspective will affect decisions down the road and then affect life as it unfolds. That brings me so much peace to know that that's all within me. And all I have to do, not all I have to do, but I mean, the way to get there is to be quiet and meditate. Right. And, And to meditate 
and to connect hmm. to something deeper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, see if it's consistent with your life now. And if it is wonderful, and if it's not, how could things be different? We did a meditation today at the university. We call it Mindfulness Mondays. It's the actual, only the second Monday of each month. But we talk about triggers. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about when you're driving down the highway and someone cuts you off. You know, what what do you do? You know, you yell at them, even though they can't hear you, or you offer gestures with your hands or whatever. So, you know, reaction, habitual energy, that kind of thing. And then what if what if now we would do the guided meditation like after the meditation, what would you do? How would you how what would you do? Would you still do all that? Or Mm. would you just say, you know, that was that person has got their own issues. It has nothing to do with me and just keep driving peacefully. Well, I think that's where awareness comes in. If you are aware of the situation and if you're aware of how you're feeling and if you're aware of how you're reacting, that can change the whole whole scenario. So it may change the next five minutes or it may change the next 10 years. Yep. So, you know, that's the, the, the small triggers are, you know, small things. But there's larger, larger, they may not seem like triggers, but there are larger influences that can also, you know, no longer be the most important thing as you work with this material. And then, of course, there's a healing that comes from that. You know, there's a sense of wholeness that comes from that. There's a sense of authenticity that comes from that. And it can always be improved and always be cultivated. Yeah, you know, I never get bored with this stuff. Right. You'd think sitting, meditating would be boring. But, but you know, boredom is kind of another reaction. And so to know that you're bored, again, transforms boredom into presence. So it's mm. so close, right? And that, that can also heal boredom heal some of the pain that people might be feeling during the pandemic you know this this i love that idea of transforming anything into presence transforming anything into being that again that transformation restoration to wholeness is a sense of self-healing hmm Great topic today. I know. I love that. And self-healing. We never, I don't think we actually put that together, but self-healing. Yeah, self-healing. And it it is ultimately self-healing. You know, you're healing yourself and and you can have a helper or, you know, you can heal yourself through some of what we're talking about. And it's like a mini miracle. That's why I, I've always like, you know, somebody will have surgery or someone will be sick and I'll say, you know what, just wait till tomorrow. You'll be surprised and how much better you'll feel Yeah, because there's healing and you wake up and yeah, things are healing. But even to say that to someone can be very healing. Hmm. That's a nice thought. Right. Yeah. So are you going to heal us with a meditation? <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, to heal yourself. With oh, the okay. <laughs> yeah, a return to wholeness. Hmm. And I would caveat this by asking people to check what their expectations are, too, about healing. Hmm. And a healing may not be what you think it is or what you want it to be. Hmm. And so, so like Rachel Rennan said, you know, she'd been cured, she had been cured, but she hadn't been healed. But then at other times she had been healed and not cured. So to be, be realistic about our expectations and also to be realistic about the speed <laughs> yeah. because lots of people want things fast and now and they, and sometimes healing takes a while just like your that big ugly wound you had on your hand took a while to, <laughs> to, a while to heal you said i could send you a picture i know 
Hey, I see this all the time. So I know, right? Anyway, it wasn't ugly, but but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't pretty. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it takes some time and patience, right? And uh, some some self compassion, self patience. You know, and these mm. are these are all these little things that uh, come up, come along with a perspective of being and healing, and so. So we'll enter kind of that kind of a space where now people are in chairs or in their cars. So just gently pull over to the side of the road, uh-huh. um, put on your flashers perhaps or, or not. You may not want the police to stop and interrupt this guided meditation. But anyway, wh- wherever you are, um, as long as you're not driving, in your chair and just coming into your body as it is. You may have aches and pains and you may have a mile a minute thoughts going on. You may have have a very difficult situation in your life. You may have an easy situation in your life, whatever. Let's just say whatever it is, let's all come to a same place in the present moment in our bodies and some of our bodies are whole and some of our bodies are not whole and let's just for a minute whatever it is with your 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 health or your absence of health your happiness your unhappiness your satisfaction, your dissatisfaction, whatever. Let's just all come to this to for just a moment. A place of just presence. And just your body here, your body as a body. I like to say, you know, you can check Check the baggage at the door. It'll be there when we're done. If you want to pick it up, you can. If not, you can leave it. But step into this special opportunity place, just being present to your body. And notice the breath. And we're all, all of us right now are breathing. We're all alive and we're breathing. And unless we've been meditating today already, we don't haven't really been aware of it. And so now we're taking a chance to just notice the breath. And for those of us who can breathe easily, we're noticing the breath in and out. For those who have trouble breathing, you might notice wheezes or tightness. But for now, just just whatever is happening, or bringing it to awareness. The air going in the nose, filling the lungs up to a certain point. And then reverse. And so already the awareness of breathing 
is creating some space. You know, if thoughts come, just back to the breath. And you're just, and you're kind of relieved of the never ending chatter in your brain, which may feel kind of joyful or relaxing. Sometimes it's so relaxing, people fall asleep. Sometimes you know, the, the chatter is so engaging not to do it feels boring. All of these things can be brought to awareness, boring, sleepiness. Just see it as part of what's happening. And the same with the body. The body as it is. A healthy body. A body with a problem. Our body with cancer. A body with an infection. A body perhaps pregnant. A body perhaps you're happy with, a body perhaps you're not happy with. But at this moment, it's your body. Can't change it. We're aware of it. And the thoughts about it, aware of the thoughts about it. Perhaps there's pain in the body. You want it to be cured. But right now it's there, along with the resistance to pain and the fear of the future, the regret for the past, the endless speculations on how this happened, or perhaps happened to you. But just bring it back to the present moment. All of those thoughts, judgments, bring those to awareness. And perhaps there's depression, anxiety, A mental distress. Trauma. In this present moment, we're just bringing all of it to a kind of loving awareness. And seeing it all as part of a big amalgamation of history but the awareness hasn't been changed by any of it. The sense of being 
has nothing to do with thoughts, the body, the emotions. Because all of those things come and go. They will come and go. They're all temporary. They're all impermanent. But somehow this bringing them to this awareness place has a timeless, still kind of peaceful, accepting quality that's there. And you know, maybe if you've been locked up in all of these other things, just to, to know that there's another perspective can just be very joyful. And so despite the fact that these things are there and have been there, maybe there in the future, in this moment, we're just kind of, maybe this sense of awareness can bring some, some deeper kind of healing, self-healing. It may not cure the problem or make it go away, but it's the perspective has shifted. Yeah, so that something deeper, something that really is timeless and authentic can kind of fill in. take some of the space up that was occupied by all of these other things. You know, so just fill your body with this sense of presence and joy and love and light. And so instead of the pain and the thoughts and misery being 90%, maybe now it's 10%. And so instead of resentment and fear, there's love and presence and kind of transforming some of these impossible situations into presence, into that sense of wholeness and a sense of self-healing. And self-compassion. And then a wave of doubt comes, a wave of judgment comes. Bring awareness to the fact that the wave is coming back. Watch it come in, watch it go out. While you just stay this same open, loving awareness to let whatever happens, happens.
and then see what that does for you without thoughts, just organic shift. And then just rest and rest as awareness. Cultivate and maintain the sense of being of presence. And you go with, on with your life and you get distracted and lost in thoughts and occupied by situations until you become aware of it, taking a breath, and then come back to this place that never went anywhere, it just got covered up. This place of healing. And then the more you can cultivate this for yourself and moving into the world, you know, making decisions from, from this place and then interacting with people who will sense it. Get a, when we get healed from your work, I start to open, they feel it. Like you put a, new log next to a burning log and then the new log starts to catch on fire too. Fire being the healing, the presence. And then people keep doing this and we start healing the world of suffering. Healing the world of distress and dismissal and attachment. You know, it's no big deal compared to this, compared to this truth, compared to this really sense of being and presence. And so we'll end now by taking a couple of breaths, wiggling your toes and fingers, coming back into your body, opening your eyes. And checking in with Lisa. I like how you're thinking big. We're going to heal the whole world now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we started out with healing my finger, my ugly wound, as you described it. And now we're healing the world. So, well, awesome. you know, it does have to go there eventually. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. That would be beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One person at a time, and we can make a difference. Yeah, we used to say it at our um, 
peace camp, a peaceful person makes a peaceful family. A peaceful family makes a peaceful neighborhood. A peaceful neighborhood makes a peaceful city. A peaceful city makes a peaceful state. Peaceful state makes a peaceful country, and a peaceful country makes a peaceful world. And a peaceful world makes a peaceful universe. I love that. I remember you first told me about that. I thought, wow, that is so cool. Well, we guarantee new content and old content. (laughs) Flashback. (laughs) (laughs) And we did hear from Liberty. We were excited to get your email. And if you want to email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com, we love to hear from you. That's how you do it. I don't think people email that much anymore. I really think that's part of it. But if you want to get a hold of us, that's how you do it. Exploringawareness at gmail.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And then you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and Instagram. And we're on Twitter as well. And the web website. Oh, yeah. Ex, um, exploringawareness.org. Exploringawareness.org. And uh, just again, healing, there's hope and healing and healing is possible. And love is the healing force. There's so much to say about healing. So appreciate Frank, all your thoughts today. And I appreciate you, everyone who is listening. Yeah. Thanks, Lisa. It's been, it's great talking with you as always. And I look forward to our next exciting topic on the next episode of Exploring (laughs) Awareness. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.